Welcome to the Medical Affairs Professional Society, MSL Field Medical Focus Area Working Group's podcast series entitled Field Medical Stakeholders, Partnering for Today and Tomorrow. In this fourth podcast, we'll be discussing market access. I'm Katherine Gann. I'm a member of the MAPS MSL Field Medical Focus Area Working Group, and I'll be the moderator for this podcast. Currently, I'm an independent consultant in medical affairs, having spent my 30-year career as an MSL, an MSL manager, and an MSL trainer. Our legal disclaimer is as follows. The views expressed in this recording are those of the individuals and do not necessarily reflect on the opinions of MAPS or the companies with which they are affiliated. This presentation is for informational purposes only and is not intended as legal or regulatory advice. We encourage you to engage in conversations about partnering with field medical stakeholders with other MAPS members via the community portal on the MAPS website. Simply log in with the email address and password associated with your MAPS account and click on the Discussions tab. Then scroll down to Field Medical to post a question or review previous postings. The objectives for this series of podcasts are that at the end of the series, the participant will be able to, one, discuss the functions and activities of key internal stakeholders, and two, identify potential areas for compliant collaboration by MSLs with key internal stakeholders. I'd like to thank today's panelists for sharing their subject matter expertise with the MAPS membership. Speaking today are Ralph Ruers, Senior Director, Global Field Medical Excellence at AbbVie. Ralph will be our interviewer. And Chantel Dodson, Senior Vice President, Health Systems at Estellas Pharma US. And Chantel is our interviewee. Ralph, before I turn this over to you, would you please just briefly describe your background and your current position? And then I'll let you interview Chantel. Well, thank you, Kathy. I really appreciate it. And thanks for the opportunity. I currently am the Senior Director for um, Global Field Medical Excellence at AbbVie. And I've been in, in the field medical area for approximately 27 years. I'm also the co-lead for the focus area working group for, um, for the MAPS process, and so I'm happy to, to do that. Within the 27 years I've been in industry, I've been just in the field medical realm. Uh, I've been an MSL, I've been a field director, and also taken on national responsibilities both in the U.S. as well as globally. So I'm happy today to um, talk with Chantel Dotson. And Chantel, how about a little background in, in uh, your background in, uh, in industry? Thank you so much, Ralph, and thank you to the MAPS organization for inviting me to participate in the podcast today. As was mentioned, I'm currently working at Estellas. I'm the Senior Vice President of Health Systems for our U.S. Commercial Division. And this organization is largely market access focused. So we have groups that support our regional as well as national payers. We have a contracts and pricing group, which manages all the contracts for those various organizations, but is also responsible for growth to net for our entire product portfolio. We have a marketing group within that that provides all our resources for market access. And in addition, we also have a strategic accounts organization that includes key account managers, uh, specialty oncology account managers, and a team that supports reimbursement and patient support. So they run our patient support programs and our hubs. 
Well, thanks, Chantel. It sounds like a fascinating role that, that you have. Um, can you explain to us um, a little bit more about this role? For instance, um, what functions report into your organization? Um, does your group have any global responsibilities? And who do you consider your primary internal stakeholders? Sure. So I, let's start with the stakeholders. And, and I would say that you know, we work, because we work in market access and patient support, we work with stakeholders across the entire organization. So it's not limited just to a small group, but our primary stakeholders would be the therapeutic area brand teams, the medical affairs organization, both from a home office perspective as well as our MSL organization, ethics and compliance, and legal. And with all of the groups that I mentioned, they actually all report directly into me, and we all have responsibilities just for the U.S. commercial organization. Thanks. Thanks very much for that, Chantel. Is there a similar gro a global group um, within your company that similar responsibilities? We do have a global market access function, and we work very closely with that organization as well, really to ensure alignment around our, our product value proposition, to ensure that we're having discussions um, to understand where we need additional information, and also to ensure that we have an aligned message around that information as well as an aligned commercialization strategy. Thank you. You know, what our, our listeners often are very interested in is that they're MSLs today and they're looking for other opportunities. I know you've been an MSL and you've led MSL groups uh, earlier in your career. How do you see the MSLs in field medical enhancing their collaboration with groups like yours? I have been an MSL and, and MSL organizations, field medical organizations are very near and dear to me because they're such a critical part of any company. I think there's several key things that are important when you're working across functions, especially when you're working MSLs with the market access function. And the first of those is to have a, a solid understanding of what's going on in the business. And what I mean by that is there are changes happening all of the time in the healthcare landscape. Their policy changes, their market trends, and whether companies are, are coming together, consolidation, or the recent executive orders that have been in the news for the past several months. I think it's really important. You don't have to be an expert in that area, but to be able to speak to and understand some of those key issues. So, for example, reference pricing, most favored nation. When you hear someone talk about the rebate rule or copay accumulators, have just having a sound knowledge of what's going on in that space. The next thing I think is so important is really strong communication skills. In my experience in, in being an MSL and in leading MSL groups and organizations, those people who have the strongest communication skills tend to really excel in that position. And then finally, really strong technical expertise. I think that's a given, and that's what we go to our MSL organization for, is we're looking for the product expert, an expert in the, all of the data on our product, both from a clinical um, safety and efficacy perspective, but also when it comes to our value proposition and our outcomes data, health resource utilization data, as well as being an expert in the disease area and understanding what's going on in that disease area and any new um, disease information. Thanks, Chantel. It's really terrific because as we as we look when we hire MSLs, we always say we're looking for three key pillars. We're looking for that strong technical expertise. They have to communicate very well. And they really have to understand the business. And I think your career kind of shows that and, and truly what we look at from a field medical perspective. 
Another question I have for you is, do you have any best practices that uh, about sharing and, and partnering with MSLs? Anything specific you'd like to talk about? Sure. We work very closely with our field organization, our field medical organization within Estellas. We have two groups. We have field HEOR as well as our therapeutic area MSLs. And we work closely with them, for example, in reactive responses to customers around product information. Sometimes this is comes to fruition in the form of a formulary presentation. Other times it's simply to get additional information on our product. We Our first line of, of collaboration is with our field HEOR group when things are focused really on outcomes-related topics or healthcare resource utilization. But we're fortunate in that we can bring in our therapeutic MSLs to really support that deeper dialogue and deep, deeper technical expertise. So the three really work together, market access, field HEOR, as, as well as the therapeutic area MSL. And I think from a best practice perspective, there's a couple of things that I've seen that have really been so important. As I mentioned earlier, I'm a huge fan of the MSL organization because they're on the front lines with customers and they receive so much important information and intelligence that they can share with the broader organization that help us to understand where we have evidence gaps, what questions payers may be asking us where we may need to generate additional data, and then being able to work together to start developing a strategy to address that. I think that's really important. And the other thing I would say is the places where I see it most successful in those collaborations is where there's a proactive approach to ensuring that there's regular dialogue between the market access function and the field medical functions, whether that's around a business update, talking about what the payer needs are, understanding the healthcare landscape, whatever that topic is, but it's a regular recurring cadence of communication and interaction and not just reactive. That really, in my opinion, puts that, that relationship and that collaboration on a very positive trajectory. Yeah, terrific, Chantel. I mean, it, that it, the key element there is what you mentioned, which is that constant communication. You don't want to get into a reactive mode. You want to have that constant dialogue. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. You know, you and I have the opportunity to work, I hate to say it, uh, over, over 20 years ago. Um, and while my career stayed within the field medical realm, you've had a very, very varied career. So if you would share with our listeners, can you give us our, your career path and tell us how that led to your current position? I'd be happy to. So after I completed my training as a farm B and completed my residency, I actually stayed in the hospital setting in the VA hospital as a clinical pharmacist. And it was a job that I really loved because it was direct patient care and and I really love that interaction with patients. However, I did leave that position and move into the industry where I've, I've really spent the rest of my entire career. And that first position was as an MSL. And I was very fortunate to come along where there were a lot of advances happening within the cardiovascular space. And actually, as, as Ralph mentioned, that's when he and I first met as early in my career as an MSL. I moved into MSL leadership, ultimately into functional leadership in the MSL organization. And then I had the opportunity to, to work in-house and to actually lead and support a brand within our urology portfolio. And I just learned so much during that time, whether it was from writing protocols to understanding um, the regulatory requirements for what we had to submit on our products to developing core data sheets, developing larger budgets for your clinical 
study budget. It was just such a great opportunity for me that I'm so thankful for. And from there, I made a decision to go into biotech. And I left Big Pharma, and I spent about five years in biotech. At that time, I worked on taking a product from phase two into phase three um, development for regulatory approval. This was a new molecular entity in, uh, in the oncology space. And again, just learned so much, not only from the business perspective and working in biotech, but also in the development of pivotal trials, ultimately for regulatory approval. Unfortunately, we had one failed phase three, one positive phase three, and, and the product did not get approved. And ultimately, the, co- the company was dissolved. So at that point, I made a decision to move back into a mid-sized pharma. And that's when I joined Astellas. I had learned so much around the value proposition of products at that point that I came back into Estella's leading the health outcomes organization for the U.S. business at that time. A couple of years of doing that, I moved over to the global medical affairs organization where I led global medical excellence. And that included global publications, global medical information, global HEOR, as well as uh, global standards and processes. So learned a lot about the global business and how things are done differently in various places across the world. From there, I actually came back into the Americas organization as the head of medical affairs for both North and South America. Again, in a job that I, that I really loved and had a, just a fabulous uh, time leading that part of the organization. And then just over two and a half years ago, I was asked to move to the commercial organization to head up one of the commercial business units. And that's, that's where I am now leading the health systems business unit. So I've had a lot of varied experiences across my career, as Ralph mentioned. I've just been incredibly blessed to, to be part of those and just learn so much and, and take you know, challenges and opportunities to really grow in my career. Chantel, thanks for sharing everything with us today. We really appreciate it. I think our listeners are going to just get a, a wonderful opportunity to hear about all about your organization and how you've gotten there. So thank you very much. With that, I'm going to turn it over back to our moderator, Kathy, who's going to uh, wrap up. So, Kathy? Thank you, Ralph, and thank you, Chantel, for both participating today. This has been really insightful, and I think what our listeners will also carry away as they listen to this series of podcasts is the importance of MSL Insights. It's a recurring theme that we hear in each of these podcasts. So in line with our learning objectives, now participants should have a better understanding of the role and function of market access and how MSLs may compliantly interact with this group. And certainly an added bonus has been hearing how Chantel was able to use her MSL skills to build her career. This has been the fourth podcast in this series on the topic of field medical stakeholders partnering for today and tomorrow. If you are a MAPS member, thank you for your support of MAPS. If you're not yet a MAPS member and would like access to additional resources in this area, please visit the MAPS website to explore joining. That is medicalaffairs.org forward slash membership. This concludes the podcast.